0: a match that curse the dark yeah, I'll find a way to thank you though the bitterness is real and hard to rather take a chance on hope than fall apart I don't think I'm ready to surrender times I won't forget All the goodness that you've shown me The promises that you've kept Let it rise, let it rise. In the dark or oh light, oh my soul, stand and fight. You got a song to sing, let it rise, let it rise, let it rise. In the dark or oh the light, oh my soul.
1: Good morning, everybody. Still have some people wandering in. Welcome home, Joe. Tell us about your trip.
2: I brought a slideshow. No, that's a lie. (laughs) Terry, nobody's supposed to get excited about slideshows. (laughs) I know, and that's what's wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's one thing about your trip that is going to be memorable? Pizza. Pizza in Italy?
2: I loved, yeah, Italy was fantastic. You guys are going to have a great time in October when you go. Yeah, I loved Italy. We were out in the middle of nowhere, I told you. I just don't, I'm not a touristy person, and so the more we were in touristy places, the more uncomfortable I got, but I also loved the churches. We visited so many churches, and it's just um, some great debates with my wife about the use of money in churches, and I'm like, it's been a while, and the church has been here for 800 years. I don't think money is an issue anymore, but... Um, it was beautiful to see yeah. some of the, the architecture. and
1: yeah. yeah There's something to be said that the building should, should reflect the beauty of God. That, you're, you're, that the building... I mean, it's kind of a weird issue. On one hand, we don't want to be worldly about our money. But at the same time, their motivation had to do with, well, God is beautiful, so where we meet God should be beautiful. Yeah. And the tabernacle was beautiful, sort of. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> It's an interesting, but I'm glad you're back.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a podcast episode. That's right?
1: podcast material, isn't it? It could be. Write it down. Yes, we'll write it down. Jesse will write that down. <laughs> Wherever she is. I don't know where she is. Did she disappear? Mike, write it down. Give it to Jesse. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know where Jesse Oh, She's there right she is. All right. Hey, um, with all that said, how about, Jesse, you come and talk about some, uh, some uh, announcements?
3: If you ever see me on my phone, it's I'm sharing our service. So hold on, share. Uh, hi. Good morning. Uh, Our events coming up, sorry, I posted, just wanna make sure. Um, Our first event I wanna chat about is the Campfire Night on July 22nd. What we're gonna do is, oh, this is an opportunity for you to bring friends. I should start with that first. We're gonna have a barbecue, we're gonna have music with a campfire, s'mores, and we're gonna have a cornhole tournament. So this, you gotta bring your kids, bring your grandkids, bring your neighbors if they're cornhole people. Because we're going to have like a a part, like we're going to have a tournament with a trophy. Yes. Cornhole is beanbag toss. If you're not from Ohio, it's a board with a hole. And you take the beanbag and you put it in the hole. That is it. Super simple. Very easy. It's a lot. Yeah, you throw it. You don't like hacky sack it and you throw it. Underhand, not overhand, Pastor Brian learned on July 4th. We're not the best cornholers, but... Yeah. So, yeah, this can be an event. Invite your friends, invite your family. This is one of those opportunities. You're like, hey, this is a church thing, not in the sanctuary, and just having a good time. So, this is a great opportunity to invite friends. Next one. Ladies, next week? What day is it? Next week, we are heading to Filbert's for lunch. If you want to join us, please put your name on the little piece of paper out there just so we get a big enough table. Um, teenagers are welcome to come too if they want to come have lunch. Heyo, uh, that was an invitation. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to go. It's really casual, it's super fun. We've done it, I think we did it last year, and it was a lot. It was just a lot of fun to eat good food at Filbert's. If you've never been there, it's fabulous. And just hang out with each other in a pretty mellow way. So, you're invited. All you ladies. I would love to see you there. Also, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, my brain, Saturday, we're having our first Donut Hole booth at Hubbard Hop Festival. So I'm going to be chatting with a couple people today if you'd be willing to be at the booth and pass out Donut Holes. It's very simple, very easy. And if not, if you can't or you don't want to go hang out outside all day, please be praying for our Donut Booth. We want to bring joy to people We don't want to push our church on humans, but we would love to talk about it. But our number one thing is bringing joy to Hubbard people. We'll have our brochures and cards, but first and foremost, we want to bring joy. Um, Because I think once you have joy, we can point them to Jesus. So if you have any questions, please come let me know. Um, I think that's it. Okay. Yay. All right. He has a question. Yes. Oh, thank you so much! Wow, Mike, that's a great point. <laughs> um, for this, it's like you know something. <laughs> so um, for the campfire night, we kind of changed it up, so it's not a normal grill and chill. The church is going to provide burgers, hot dogs, and all those fixings. Just bring a side to share. We're also going to have dessert as well. The church. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Great question, sir. Great question.
1: <laughs> and um, for the for the donut ones, yes, your microphone on. Yes. Okay. Maybe. Hello. Yep. Yeah. All right. My mic. The, the light, Little lights on. See. Let your Let your light shine. Let my light shine. Normally, for the donut days, we um we uh we ask for people to give donuts. In this case, we're gonna buy them in bulk from Mr. Maple in uh in in uh, Wilsonville. Um, if you want to donate to us, that's fine. But we would rather have the cash for it, so we can use it for that. If you don't want to, it's fine. But they're higher quality, and we we can get like we usually give. Jesse just walked out. I think we we give out like 400, 500 donuts at this at these these events. So it's a lot of people, and for that price, it's better to just say, "Hey, Mr. Maple, can we have five hundred donuts?" And they give us a better price. So and they're higher quality. All right, um, we're continuing on in Ephesians, and to introduce that, what I want to talk about is. Most churches, when you go to the church, the, the sermon's near the end of the service, isn't it? Right, right. But we typically do it at the start of the service. We're going to sing one more song, and then we have the sermon, and then we're going to then we're going to worship a little bit more, going to communion. That's intentional, because as we're going to hear about in the sermon today, um, truth is meant to is supposed to move you to worship. It is the the wellspring of worship is truth. And we want to model that with where we place the sermon. So that you hear truth and your response is worship. And the pinnacle of worship is meeting at the table, meeting Jesus, where you you commune with him, you reconnect with him at at, at the Lord's Supper. So that's kind of why the flow of the service is the way it is. We hear truth, and then we worship. That's both how we do the sermon, and that's what the sermon's about today. Moving from doctrine to doxology, and then eventually that moves also to living for Jesus, or as I'll say, dancing or waltzing with Jesus. That's where we're going today. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your love for us in Jesus that is higher and wider and deeper than we could ever possibly think, we can ever imagine. It's, it's vaster. Help us to deepen our, our response to you, Jesus, to, to what you've done for us. You deserve worship because of your infinite glory that we've only begun to glimpse at. Because your love for us in, 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 in Jesus is beyond imagining. Help us to worship. Break up our hard hearts, our rock heart, our concrete hearts this day that's been solidified through worries in this world, through sin, through, through anxiousness, through apathy, through, through filling our hearts with things that don't belong there that we might worship you as the great God that you are. Help us this day.
2: Father, this morning, be my vision. And by that I mean, help me to see through your eyes. Help me to um, focus on the things that you want me to focus on and not on the things that my earthly heart, earthly mind draw me to. whether they're sinful or idolatrous or just distracting. I just want to see you. Thank you, Father. Morning, each morning help us to be more obedient children children because our thoughts our experiences we're, they're not so clouded with, with the life that we've lived and still open more receptive to who you are and obedient and that we're not just running after shiny things we're not chasing after toys, we're, we're sitting patiently and listening to you tell us the stories of your love and the blessings and that we might be more like that in your
1: presence, Father. Jesus name, amen. All right, would you please stand for the reading of the word of God? Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think glory to him in the church and in Jesus in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this moment. Thank you for the people who are here. Thank you for the people who are joining us online. We pray, Lord, that your spirit, wherever they are, wherever it is that people are at, that your spirit would be at work, um, opening our ears to hear, our hearts and minds to understand, um, working through me to bring glory to you, Lord Jesus. Bring your your word to life in our minds and hearts this day. Help me to say the things that are from you. Things that are not from you, that are from me, may I not say them or may they be just forgotten. But Lord, please, by, by your mighty power, which is able to do so much, if it's from you, Jesus, use this to you. Make it indelible. Crease our brains, change our hearts. That we would respond rightly to what you've done through jesus for us we pray this in jesus name amen we're at the halfway park through through the the book of ephesians it is the critical moment for the last three chapters he's been doing frankly a lot of talking about some really deep subjects um, but from this point forward, there's going to be a lot of very practical, very um, to dos. A lot of uh, in the Greek word for it would be imperatives, commands, do this, don't do this, from here on out. Um, but everything needs to be read going forward based on what's already been said, and particularly this moment, it is the hinge of the book. It's the summary in a sense. Of what he's been saying. Which is why it begins with now. Now, glory be to God. He has been walking through, starting in chapter one, talking about all the incredible blessings of Jesus. How, as he starts here in verse three of chapter one, all praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us. In Jesus Christ, in, in, all, in the heavenly realms, because we're reunited to him. He loved us. He chose us to be holy, to be without fault. He chose you to be holy, to be without fault. He, he adopted us. So praise be to God, verse 6, because of the glorious grace he's given you. He's, he's forgiven us our sins because he's rich in kindness and grace. He's purchased us. He's showered wisdom upon us and understanding. He's given us an incredible hope and an inheritance. He, he, he's decided to, to pour so much power in your direction. Chapter 2 talks about how he's so rich in mercy. He's so loved us so much. That even though you're dead, you're his enemy, you're hostile to him, he's raised you to life. He seated you with Jesus on his eternal cosmic throne. He poured out so much mercy on you, so much love. He's, 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 a, he's brought you part of the covenant people of God, he's, he's given you a hope and an inheritance made you heir of the promises of Abraham. He's he's joining you together to be a holy temple with God. He's given you himself, the very source of everything that is good. This is what he's been talking about, this incredible gift of Jesus. And then in chapter 3, he starts by saying, and, and, and you get the privilege of serving him, just like Paul did the incredible honor to being used by him to bring glory to him. This is what he's been doing. And then he, then he prays that we see how great it is, how great his glory is, and he ends this first half by saying, Now, glory to God. Who who has been able, through His mighty power, work within us. What's that mighty power? It's the power that raised Jesus from the dead. It's the power that has opened our eyes to see His goodness. That's given us spiritual insight, to, to quote uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, that we would see the glory of God in the face of Jesus. You get to see this. The power that to forgive us of our sins that's been mighty at work within us and to, to accomplish more than you really can think of. Think, just, just take a moment and appreciate this verse. It's more than you can ask. It's more than you, even you can dream ever of asking. So think about your wildest thing about what could God possibly give me that was good. That's not big enough. You can't even think Think how big of a blessing he is. The love, the goodness of God, the glory of God that's being poured out into you is vaster, it's deeper, it's higher, it's wider than than you could even mentally get. But you get to experience it. And so glory to him. Glory to him. Glory to, 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 to the Father. In us, the church. In you. Through Jesus. The Father glorified. The Son glorifies the Father through his bride, the church. He glorifies. This is, this is what Paul's. Crescendo of this spot. And even actually, up until this point, there's been spots where he just kind of erupts with praise, just spontaneously. As we go, you know, know, verse 3 again, blessed be the God the Father. The very first thought of Paul when he begins the letter is, blessed be God, praised be God. Verse 6, to the praise of God, to the praise of God who's blessed us in the beloved. Verse 12, blessed be the, be the one who, because of his glorious grace. Verse 14, so he's, same thing, to, to the praise of his, gray, of his glory. Paul just spontaneously, as he's thinking about truth, thinking about what Jesus has done, doctrine, if I'm to use that phrase, that big, stuffy word, Paul's initial instinct is to bring praise and glory to God for what he's done. Which is why he ends with this Praise be to God. Doctrine should produce doxology, the praising of God. It's really that simple. And this is not just in this place, all over the scriptures, people hear, they think about truth, they get revealed truth. And their response is worship. One, of the, one place that just comes to my mind is Revelation chapter 5, where, where the, the elders see the risen, triumphal Lamb of God. And they, they burst out in song, saying, "...worthy is the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the earth." Because he has purchased men and women from all over the world to be a kingdom and priests. And the response to this revelation, all of heaven erupts in worship. Revelation produces doxology. That's the pattern it's supposed to be. You can see it in Romans. Paul takes all of Romans to talk about all the details and the intricacies of, of what it is that Christ has done. And he ends in chapter 11 with what? Worship. Doctrine should produce doxology. If it doesn't, there's a problem. If it doesn't, if the truth that you know in your head is not producing doxology, there's something wrong. Something very wrong. It's worse than just worthless information. If you don't erupt with gratitude and thankfulness in your heart... Because of hearing about what Jesus has done for you, there's something really, really wrong. Do you know, there are, there's an example, there's lots of examples, but one really clear one in scripture of, of not, of knowing truth, but not worshiping, you could probably think of it, can't you? Knowing truth that Jesus is the Holy One of God, and yet the response is not obedience or worship. Mark 1, the unclean spirit says, have you come to destroy us? That's not worship. I know who you are. They know truth. You are the Holy One of God. They got right truth. They get it. They know there's a God. They know who Jesus is. But do they worship? No. Do they willingly obey? No. This is why I'm saying, if doxology is not your response to doctrine, there's something very, very wrong. Because you're more like them. And I don't know about you, but that should disturb you. It is very disturbing when we see Christians who have all this knowledge about God in their head and there's no worship. And yeah, I got a little angry because this is serious stuff. Because that's what you're like. You know, but there's no worship. Guys, that's the point. That's the point. I shouldn't have to tell you you need to worship. It should just happen. So many Christians... So many people. You know what that leads to, my dear people? This is what leads to people who grew up in the church and lead. Why? Because they know truth, but there's no worship. Do you worship? And maybe this at this moment you're going, well, I do, but... You know, I gotta be honest. I don't worship like I should. There's not this this. Well, well, Paul is giving you the solution. It's right there in the text. What was the order? He gave doctrine, and then he prayed. God opened their eyes to see the height, the width, the breadth of the love of God. There's your solution. You go, God, I need to not just understand truth. I, I need to comprehend it in my heart. Not just facts. I need to appreciate it. He did it in both chapter. He asked it in verse seven, chapter 1, verse 17, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you grow in the knowledge of God that you don't just have information that you actually appreciate your inheritance your hope his power towards you Verse and then here in chapter three that he would grant you to be able to comprehend what is the breadth the length the height and the depth of the love of God which is what he's been talking about in chapters one two and three that's what the love of God is What Jesus has done for you. Oh God. Help them see it. That he would grant you to be strengthened. With power. In your inner man. That Jesus Christ would dwell in your hearts. By faith. Being rooted and established in his love you need to pray that doctrine produces doxology god something's wrong it's like it's like you know it's like your body when it's not functioning right you you should know something's off here maybe i need to go see the doctor i'm not saying you're not saved what i'm saying is something's malfunctioning it's the car is backfiring like Chugging along, it's like, okay, it's not working right. God, help me, to help it to work right. Because something's wrong. That's how it should be. You pray, God, help. Pray that what I know about God is produces adoration. Because if it's not... That's not good guys. But doxology it just doesn't mean just singing songs. It does, in part. But also, what I put here is I say dancing. And when I mean dancing, don't, don't think twerking or something like that. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm thinking more like waltz, okay? Picture the image, this is why I use it. So how, Okay, I'm not a super good ballroom dancer, but from my understanding, you, you have them like that, right? And then there's the, right? <laughs> right? And that's the image. You got Jesus, who's the lead guy, and we're the partner. And he's, you're keeping in step with them. Right? That's the idea here. And this is what Paul is saying when, in the very next verse. Therefore, I implore you. This is a pleading walk in a manner. Walk, that is keeping step with your Savior. As he steps forward, you step forward. He goes to the right, you go to the right. You're, you're, you're with him. I love that because there's a, there's, there's, a, there's a following after him. There's a romance to it. Your walk with Jesus is supposed to be like a romance. We are his bride. There's, there's, there's a beauty in it. There's a, there's a rhythm to walking with Jesus. But there's also, I, could, I could have used the word obey, but that's cold. I could have used just simply walk, and that is biblical, and that's fine, but sometimes I don't think we get what, 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 what the Bible is meaning with walk. And it's the idea of, of keeping in step in a lifestyle of how you do it. And as we walk through these next couple of verses, it'll be clear it's the idea of being imitators of Christ so that when Jesus goes this way, you go this way. Like that. With one hand hugging, there's an intimacy, and there's another one, to, <laughs> right? Those of you who know ballroom dancer, the leader, they pull them with you. No, nope, you're going. Now if they fight, it gets really awkward and ugly. <laughs> but if you yield to them, it's, it's beautiful. It's intimate. That's what I mean by dancing. Doctrine, worship, and worship, doxology, is to be expressed in doing what God tells you to do, living like him, which includes worship, telling people about Jesus. How do you glorify God? Just something, just to put it in your mind, to glorify means to expose the greatness, the goodness, the, the amazingness of someone. So when you're glorifying God, you're revealing him. You're revealing how amazing Jesus is, which is what you're doing when you do evangelism. You're telling people how amazing Jesus is. And you do that both with your voice, but you also do it on how you live your life, right? Because you're living like him. You're inviting. say, I want you to, you're talking to the non-Christian, you're saying, I want you to love my Savior. What is he like? Well, I'm a bad imitation, but it's something like this. See, that's how it works. You imitate Jesus, not that you can be exactly like him. And, and, and you both, you, when, you, when you say like this, you're both doing two things. One, you're giving a sense of what your Savior is like, but you're also giving a sense of what kind of people he saves. <laughs> Broken, hypocritical, fallen, people you do both people who say i need jesus okay by being a good partner with jesus glory to him this is where it's all going this is where it's all going this glory to him is where it's all going forever and ever amen amen just means yes Absolutely, I agree with that. We just go, yes, Jesus, glory to you, Father. Glory to the Father through the church in Jesus Christ. That's where it's going. Doxology, doctrine, doctrine doxology, dancing. How do you know you're doing doxology? You dance. How do you make the three work? If you know a bunch of doctrine and there's not a whole lot of of just joy, praise, worship, adoration of Jesus, then you gotta go, okay, uh, how about we pray? God help, help me. I need, something's not right. And and, and, and let's be real, right? Sometimes it, it, it does this. Right? Some days it's like, yes! And other days you're in the valley and it's like, no, I don't get it. I'm angry, I'm frustrated, my eyes are off Jesus, I'm in the waves. That's fine. But it's those moments that you need to pray more. You know? You pray and you worship until your heart's into it again. Okay? This is the human life where it goes up and down. That's okay. That's okay. That's why we pray and sing things like, Lord, I want to continue to be close to you, close to your side, where heaven is real. And death is just the lie that we're not going to be with our loved ones again, right? That death wins. No, death does not win. Jesus has already won, okay? All right. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. I want to pray for me and pray for all of us here. God, please open our eyes to see the glory of, of you in the face of Jesus. Fill us with the power we need to really be captured by the love of God in your in Jesus. To not have to not to, to, to let that be the the, the, the greatest. Joy in our lives is you, the greatest pearl we could have, and not the other pearls that we chase after. Lord, help us to to know truth, but more than know truth, may that truth move us to to doxology, and then to keeping in step with you, waltzing with you, walking with you, dancing with you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand
2: as you're able.
0: Turn your ears to, to heaven, heaven and hear the noise inside. The sound of angels, all the sound of angels' songs, and all this for a key. We could join and sing, all to Christ the key. Constant
2: struck me? You're, yeah, you know, you're wondering what I'm going to say. Yield, what a wonderful word that is. What a gentle aware word. Yield is leaving space. A part of your brain set aside because we need to be paying attention to something else that has priority above us. We, we're driving someplace. You see the yield sign. Your brain should say what am I looking for? Oh, over there. And if our brains did that more for what Christ is asking us to do, I just wonder how much better our lives would be, how much better the world would be. And it's just a gentle word. We get hung up on that word obedient or submission. But yield has a a connotation to it that says, leave the space there for what's really most important. Mm. Thank you for that.
0: All the hosts of heaven. Who else could make?
1: which is beyond comprehension pour it out for you that you can experience the infinite love of God the the, the one who is the source of everything that's good who can hold your hopes and your your dreams who can take your fears and your failings on him he understands this is why he's given you himself Because he wants you for himself. On the night that he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and says, This is my body given for you. And in a few hours later, he went to the cross. And there the Father laid on Jesus all of our sin. And as Isaiah put it, he was crushed for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. As the wrath that we have earned fell on Jesus... This is why he's not angry with you in Jesus. God's not angry with you, because all of that anger was laid on Jesus. He might get disappointed, because as a rebellious child, you do something you shouldn't do. Yes, but anger? No. Jesus took that wrath. We are not children of wrath anymore. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and says, this is the The blood of the covenant poured out for the forgiveness of sins. It is because of this you can say, God, you're right, I am wrong. Thank you for your forgiveness in Jesus. Now just help me live different. Come to the table and again reaffirm the fact that that Jesus is what you want, that you need his mercy, you need his forgiveness, and that this is where you can find it in Christ. Come and reaffirm again your response of adoration for what he's done for you. Once you get the elements, as we sing the song, we'll come back together and as one, we will take the elements as a sign of saying, we're all equally in need and together we're the body of Christ. The unity. Okay? Come to the table. Jesus for your forgiveness thank you for the for the forgiveness of those those days those hours where I've worshiped the wrong things where my heart has been set on things that don't please you when I've not been st- continuing to be in step with you when I fought you. Thank you that you love me anyway, that you don't give up, you don't grow tired of continuing coming after me. Thank you. help Help us all, Lord Jesus, to do better. The body and blood of Christ given for you. Let's stand for the last part of the song.
0: And when I breathe my final breath, I'll have no need to fear that rest. This hope will guide me.
1: this day and forever. May He go before you in power, guiding your steps, or- orchestrating. May His powerful goodness go before you. May His mercy follow you, making up for your mistakes, your failures, your sins, and may His grace fill you every day with what you need just to get by sometimes. Okay? Let's, let's As we end, let's just sing the doxology. Okay?